Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to season two of For What It's Worth. Yay! Woo! I'm your host, Elias. And I'm Rue. And this is For, for what, what It's, it's worth. worth. Um, so yeah, it's been a nice little break. Uh, we were supposed to take a hiatus, but Rue decided not to. Yeah, I demanded um, season two to come out completely. I mean, come on. Do you want to wait for like a month or two or something like that for the next season? No, you want it You want it now. Well, it would have only been a month wait. But... but I know you guys, and you wanted it now, so... Um, but you might have seen some changes, specifically with the website. Um, we're still working on it, trying to get it to the level where we want it to be. Um, sometime in the future, we have very, very awesome plans uh, for it, um, but I'm not going to tell you what they are, because we have no definite date when they will be released. But... <laughs> what? Um, but at least for season two, our plans are is not only can you write into the podcast and read, uh, have us read your emails online, we're actually going to be writing blogs, um, each of us, and we're going to have a blog section. Um, and uh, you're, you're updating mine, right? Yeah, I'll be your editor. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. Because um, I'm bad at writing when it comes to those things. English worked for you. Yeah. But anyway, um, hooked on phonics worked for me. Yay! As you guys know, when I ever I try to read some of your emails, I stumble across everything. You're terrible. I know. Well, that's okay. So, we had a great opportunity to go to for Idaho. Yeah, it was wonderful. Um, I don't know if you guys heard our our for what it's worth live. I'm pretty sure you did, but. Um, I think it was awesome. We, I think it's one of our best episodes. We had how many panels? Uh, I think five. I thought but, it was six. No, we only had five. Oh. We had three relating to the podcast, then each of us had one. And then we had this great big huge shark, which everyone absolutely loved. And then they went like another team, what young young deviants. They ended up going to Albertsons and buying a shark as well. I have no idea why it was from Albertsons. I know. Why would you have an inflatable helium flying shark? I don't know. But all all I know is for next year, we need to do what Robert said, is we need to bring another shark and make like a baby shark and then attack the sharks. So it'll be like the mama shark and the baby shark? Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. And then we'll put like needles at the end of them so that it will pop all the other sharks. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I can only imagine what for Idaho 2013 is going to be. People are going to be like, I'm going to bring my own shark. There's going to be like 50 flying sharks. Oh, my goodness. They're going to have to rename it to Shark Con or something. (laughs) Um, But we appreciated, you know, Robert for having us as guests. And it was fun. We look forward to being there next year. Yeah. Um, We're definitely going. Um, and it's going to be an awesome time. And, uh, we look forward to having, uh, making for Idaho even better than yeah. it was. So, you know, it just so happens that the two panels that were shouted out were mine. And yeah, well, they, they weren't yours. They were mine. No, 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 no. For what it's worth live isn't your panel. It's well, panel. I was part of it. I was the main star of the show. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but my panel was good. It was probably just because of all that raunchy comedy that I did that people were like, oh. Oh, you had a pretty good turnout. Yeah, I had about... What did you talk about? Uh, multimedia and the fandom. Cool. I had about probably 20 to 30 people show up. 
on a Sunday. So you had a joke that you were telling me that you wanted to say, but you didn't get the chance to say. Oh, so now yeah. here is your chance. Yeah. Well, now you kind of ruined it. Well, because everyone it. knows the joke now. Okay. Well, um, my joke that I wanted to say is, you know, you know, um, everyone says that bisexuals don't exist. What am I invisible? Can I run around naked or something? There you go. But um, it went flat. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> it would have worked if I did it at the panel. I swear it would have. But anyway, you have a cookie? I do have a cookie. Please tell me it's different th than the ones that we handed out for Idaho. No, it's different. Good. Let's see. Every episode, we eat a cookie. People pay to listen to us eat cookies. <laughs> they don't pay to listen to the podcast. Really? What? No. Podcast is free. From iTunes Nobody and told the web. me this. I thought I was getting paid for this. Nope. <sighs> oh, you know what's funny? Um, I recently became a YouTube partner. Um, they've seen it used to be really, really kind of strict. Well, I don't know if it's Utah or YouTube partner, but um, it used to be where you um, you had to be really, really, sh uh, they were really strict on who can make money off their videos on YouTube. And uh, I came one and it's like, hey, you can make money off your videos. I'm like, awesome. And so I accepted the program. I have like two videos that I can make money off of. I got my first uh, deposit from Google, 85 cents. 85 cents. 85 cents. Hey, you know what? That 85 cents, you know, you can buy a lot with 85 cents today. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's see, uh, you can buy at least a gumball from Gumball and Gumball Machine. That's true. I'd have to get it from the bank before that. Two. Two. No, no, not three. Well, well, if they are a quarter each, then yeah. Dep it depends on which one. Yeah. But anyway, that was that was pretty awesome. Well, well, I'm going to read. Your I'm going to read this. It says, "Do not make temptation for opportunity." Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Hooked on phonics worked for me. Do not mistake temptation for opportunity. In bed with a cookie. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I think our best fortune was I see you. Uh, I see you in bed with us and an iPod. You perv. <laughs> I think that was the best fortune we came up with. Yeah, the best fortune that you came up with. I came up with most of the fortunes. Uh huh. So, anyways. Yeah. So, um, we should talk about stuff. How about them Facebook changes? Oh, oh my gosh! Facebook has made such changes, so many changes to the group structure that now that if you're in group chat and you're not looking at the window, they'll all of a sudden like start pinging you just like a private message. And with it's, everything, every it's quite annoying. Message. So it's like, you know, some people could have a, some sort of a conversation on there and it's just pinging all the time. And you could, you could maybe not even be in that conversation. Yeah. It's still pinging you. Yeah. And so you end up having to like shut down the group chat on there and so yeah it's frustrating uh another thing we run you know the you know, with midnight we run the utah furries and um 
when we create events, we like to be able to, uh, it used to be able to, we create an event and it automatically invites everyone in that group to that event. That's no more. We have to go individually select people from our friends list that's in that group. And so it's just really stupid. And really annoying. Yeah. So Facebook, stop changing. That's what we can what if what if you weren't friends with somebody on that list? You they don't get invited. Yay. Exactly. So it's like you have to be friends with every single person that is in your group in order to invite them to a group event. And we all know that's not possible. Which is kind of crazy and lame. Yeah. But we have a special guest here with us today. We do. But do we want to read your email that you got first? Okay, yeah. Sure. Guys, I need emails, personal emails. Send them to Elias at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com, please. I haven't gotten one in a long, long time. I think you've only gotten one. I've gotten three is all. Oh, okay. Well, people just like me, so... You should like me better. I run the podcast on the website. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but I'm the entertaining one. For some reason, I can't find it. Fine, I'll give you the entertaining one. But I'm the technical producer. Okay, well, unfortunately, this individual sent it to my um, my account, but they wanted L to read it. Oh, okay, cool. Do they want, want it read in any specific way? They want you to read it with a French accent. Oh, um, I would just like to state for the record. No, that's that's Russian. Is uh, romantic, yeah. Yes, how you say? Yeah, that's good. I would like to. St- <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry if I don't do the whole Russian or French thing. I'm sorry. I'll just read it in a funny accent. How about British? I would just like to state for the record that from the moment I first heard you, I immediately assumed that you were a male with an effeminate voice. That's rude that she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know a lot of guys with similar issues. I will admit, though, that when you did li- did your live podcast, I wondered who is that chick that's talking. My B? I think that's my bad. You know, I think that a lot of British people are offended by the way that you're reading this right now. <laughs> In a way, I'm South Georgia. I'm a South Georgian Georgia fur who recently enjoyed your shows. I'm an art of fox, which is the same animal I've. Had for the duration of my furriness. Although I haven't been a furry for very long, three years, but I know that's what I want to stick with. Us foxes have to stick together because they have no choice to. Oh. Foxes inspire me <laughs> that more than... That was not in the email. <laughs> you added that. Foxes inspire me more than anything else in my line of work. I'm an inspiring graphic designer. I've included something I finished today. I love you to get the cast opinion. Thank for reading and stay foxy. Asa. Can you see the picture? Um, Renard is French for Fox. I really like his music. No, I didn't know that. Yes, I did. Um, so, watercolor or is it a picture? It's pretty cool. I like it. Um, we'll very, very artistic. We will publish it in the show notes. We'll put it on our website. In fact, you know what? We'll just put it as the front page. Sure. We'll do it. That will be a cover for our episode. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. You did a really, really good job. You have feminine voiced man. Well, so, this is the this is the voice that my mother gave me. 
actually would be your father. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know. Your father and mother, they're, they're, it's their fault. You know, I'll tell you, when I was in high school, I was, um, I was part of a their singing group. And I wasn't with the altos. Uh, well, sorry, I wasn't with the tenors or the basses. I was with the sopranos. And I could sing high soprano. Nice. I could sing higher than any girl that was there. And I was so proud of it. That's not something to be proud of. But I was proud of it. (laughs) Well. And so what my parents actually did to keep my voice from, you know, going all low and stuff like that, which it still did, um, they enrolled me into singing classes and stuff like that. So it kept my voice higher. And then fed you radiation. Something like that. So you want to go through your puberty? Radiation. They didn't feed me radiation. Well, you wouldn't know. You're a child. I think your mom fed you radiation. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) In speaking of your mom... (laughs) We have um, a special guest here today. Um, Your mom. um, (laughs) (laughs) um, We forgot to mention today's episode. Today's episode is going to be focusing on how to deal with the whole parenting thing when it comes to the furriness stuff. That's, so, that was a very, very vague and well, terrible description. Well, I'm sorry for that. But anyway, here to help us with that is someone that I regret having on the show. And uh, her mic's still muted, but I'm going to unmute it so she can talk. My mom. There you go. Yay. Talk. <laughs> Yay. So... How are, how is your day? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> so today is actually Easter. Is that correct? Uh, it is. Awesome. We had some, we had an awesome Easter dinner. <laughs> and love breakfast, technically. I Lunch. Just, I just <laughs> say your mother did something extremely cute. She put little um, black jelly beans all over the ground. It's the bunny poop trail. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so as I was walking. It was Easter bunny. As I was walking out of um, one of your brother's room, I, you know, saw my little trail that went directly to my Easter basket. Yeah. Which I was grateful for. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, (laughs) But don't you know, bunnies poop multicolor jelly beans. You should know that. Sometimes. And lately it's been just black jelly beans. We actually know the Easter bunny. We do. Yep. Yeah, cool. Shout out to uh, Secret Bunny Studios. Yeah, he runs Secret Bunny Studios. Yep. Um, it, it was weird. Who would thought that the Easter Bunny would have had enough time to run that uh, studio? But whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, but I kind of wonder what happens when the. Um, never mind. That was really <laughs> terrible. I just, I'm just wondering when the Easter Bunny. You know, if he has a little bit of indigestion and stuff like that. What, what happens? <laughs> Then. Oh, is it like soda or? Sure. Never mind. Um, so, mom, yes. um, if you could be an animal, what would it be? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Tell us. But I don't. That's like when I. That's the hardest question. That's a hard question. I don't know. Well, think about it. Well, right now, probably a mama bear. A mama bear. bear? Yeah. 
Very protective of her kids. Yeah, she is pretty protective. Yeah. You but mess so with a, my kids. But, but so is a mm. hen. Mother hen. Or a badger. Or a badger. Yeah. You could be a badger. You I have could paws. be a badger. <laughs> I can see you with the way you, you've dressed now. I can see you as a badger. What do you mean the way I'm dressed? The head. Oh, the it's head. my, yeah. That's something a Going badger a would do. Going a little gangster today. <laughs> That's something a badger would do. Anyways, <laughs> um, so tell us more about yourself. What type of music do you like? I like all type of music, <laughs> country. I don't know. I have different moods, so I listen to different ones. What's your mood right now? Lately, I've been listening to Adele. Yeah, that's good. Or eighties alternative, which is always awesome. So you should listen to Mindless Self Indulgence. So what our mm. viewers really, really want to know is what is the most embarrassing story that you can tell about your son? I think I've already told it at the live show, but I don't think my mom's aware of that even. Uh, probably not. I don't know if I... Oh, swimming one was kind of funny when you were taking swimming lessons. You are probably like... Please to tell. Four? You ran in the restroom and you came out with your with your swim trunks down because you couldn't get them back up. <laughs> <laughs> That's still not as embarrassing as the one I told last episode. I don't remember what you told last episode. The the milk. Well, tell it to your mom. Do no. I want to know it? No. I don't know. Okay. Um, that's probably the most embarrassing one I have of you. Yeah, that's not as embarrassing as the one I told on my live show. You can listen to it. And you're <gasps> no, you need to tell her. <laughs> I just remembered <laughs> this kid accidentally drank breast milk. Oh. When I was 10 years old, I was at Grandma and Grandpa's house with uh, Bonnie. Or maybe it was Brooke or oh. one of them. What? What? Nothing. Okay. Um, and uh, one of them... Uh, their one of their childs couldn't breastfeed, so they had to uh-huh. drain it, and they had the pump. jar, the the mm-hmm. pump, and they had a thing in the fridge. So I went in there, I'm like, "Oh, hey, look, milk!" So I went and I made chocolate milk with it. That has to be an experience. Yeah, it was. Then, then and he said that it tasted really good. No, I said it was okay. <laughs> it tasted weird, but it was fine. Something's wrong with this milk. He probably would have drank the whole thing. If it wasn't for the person who actually put the breast milk in there, came in and said, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? And I found it out, and then I dumped it out. Like, yeah, chocolate in it. Yeah, chocolate. <laughs> That's why it tasted okay to drink. I probably would have finished it, but thankfully the lady Ew. who made it saved me. I have to say Fun. that was probably one of the most embarrassing moments. See, I don't, I don't have any shame. <laughs> that, that's so much. See, I, I, I own my embarrassment, and I say, "Here you guys go." Enjoy. You have my most embarrassing thing, so there's really nothing you can do to embarrass me even more. What was your most precious moment with your son? You think? That you would like to divulge. Mm. Happened 19 years ago. <laughs> oh, you mean just having you? <laughs> I think that uh, Okay, yes. That was pretty precious, having you. <laughs> yeah. And then 10 years later, you and realized how much of a mistake that was. <laughs> <laughs> Never a mistake. My kids aren't mistakes. Ever. Except that one kid, Pablo. 
Poplo. <laughs> Who's Poplo? Yeah, Poplo. Oh, he's our. Uh, we don't talk about about him. Right now. <laughs> what? Our times with Pablo ahead. Is that is that that kid that that sleeps in your closet? No, oh. he's he's long gone. Hmm. Other than that, I would say probably your graduation. I graduated. I started crying when you guys started marching out before the whole thing even started. It's pretty sad. What about what about the first day you dropped him off at kindergarten? Oh, I'm a punk. <laughs> well, it was like the second day. Going in kindergarten, first day, went, walked him into his into his classroom. Second day, no, I can walk myself. No, let me take you. No, mom, I'm okay. No, let me take you. No, I want to walk by myself. I'm like, this isn't for you that I'm walking you to school. It's for me. Yeah, that was pretty, that was hurtful. Hmm. But. And now you know I've never changed since then. (laughs) (laughs) But he's, you've always been pretty self-efficient and pretty much. moved out. Well, even, I mean, I remember when you first went in year-round school, third grade. You went off track. It killed you to go off track. You said, hey, mom, can we pretend that I'm on a different track and that when my track comes back on, I'll go back on? Yeah, it doesn't. And now yeah. I look forward to the summer because college is keeping me so busy. <sighs> yep. Yeah, how smart, about you? smart little kid. Yeah. Has all these A's in college. I do. Yeah. But my interior design class. Wrong choice for a filler class. Guys, if you ever want to take a filler class, don't take an interior design class. Like, my God. We go here. I think it's been pretty good for you, though. Oh, good it's, experience. Been, it's, been, it's, it's been awesome, and it's very knowledgeable. But I wanted it to be a filler class. The filler <laughs> classes you want to be easy. C- kind of like my computer science class. I go in there. He shows us how to do all the programs. I just pretty much do copy everything that he does in class. I don't have any homework, and I have like 130% in that class. You've always you know, had I, over 100% growing up. But um, in my interior design class, the last one, what they have is you have uh, the last segment is the history of architecture, and you have to learn about different styles like Victorian and what's in Victorian. So there's the Gothic Revival Victorian, the Italian uh, Victorians, the Queen Let me Anne tell you, Victorian. when we were driving here, like he was pointing to every single house and he was saying, this is this. This is Victorian. This is this is Greek something or Greek what? Revival. Greek Revival. How do you know it's a Greek Revival? You have two-story pillars. Okay. Okay. But anyway. Good to know. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But how she has that set up is the last, because we have the final, and then before the final, we have four other tests to test us on the architecture. So in the last month of school, we have five tests. Nice. But I've done good on the architecture. T- last, the first two. I saw I've only that. missed one on each I of them. I saw that. I'm like, yeah. How sad is it that I have to find out what's going on with my son through Facebook? Yeah. Oh, look, he's in California. Oh, look, he's in Idaho. Hey, I did you, you not beforehand. tell? Did you not I tell did. your mom? Hey, you didn't tell me when you were leaving. Well, okay, you told me a while ago, but you didn't say, "Hey, mom, all right, I'm gonna go to Idaho, or I'm heading to California." You were already on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, we're gonna be going to. Um, well, we're gonna be trying to go to Rainforest, and that's in <laughs> Seattle. We're crossing our fingers. And then there's uh, Rocky Mountain Fork Conferences in. Colorado. Because the thing is, is with the Seattle one, we're not gonna probably be able to drive probably not we're probably Wait, gonna have seattle to fly. washington yes 
Hey, we can stay up my rookies if they're close. We'll have to see. Uh, she's got a full house. We can sleep on the floor. <laughs> yeah, we're good with floor. Air mattresses. Air mattress. Yeah, we can. We we can see. Why not? If she's close enough. Where, where does she live in Washington? Uh, close to Seattle. Awesome. So not maybe, sure how far away, but closer. Maybe free room and board. That would awesome. I'm gonna have to talk to her about that. Um. All right. Yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, I think this is a good point to go on a break. Yeah, um, we're going to go on the musical break, but because Rue is lazy, we don't have one picked out, so we're going to put one in randomly. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> thanks. Like, really, thanks. You're welcome. Okay.
And welcome back from that wonderful musical break that was random, randomly picked by me. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing you, it probably was not very good. Just no, I thought it was really good. That's me. <laughs> well, we already know who has the, you know, in the relationship, who has the better, you know, what? music choice. Music choice. Yeah. <sighs> Just because I like to listen to the mamas and the papas, you know... They're good. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Mind the self-indulgence all the way. We just come from a different era. Yeah. <laughs> guess so. Those Y generations. I guess so. <laughs> but anyway, um, before we get on to our main topic, we are going to read off an email. I'm going to respond um, to that. It's, it's been long overdue. Yes. Because um, we've been in for Idaho. And this, it's been about a month, right? Since we read this one? This came in the 27th of March. Oh. Um. And it's about a month. Not really. Oh, whatever. Um, but anyway, um, this is from Jack Russell, and he gives the subject line, What gives furries the reputation? Hi. Sorry if emailing you in twice is odd, but I've been wondering why furries are portrayed in the way they are in the media. I know people say that other fandoms and things also have adult <laughs> content, but what really struck me was when at Anthrocon there was a panel about talking to the public. I have not seen anything like this in any other community or fandom. I go to conventions for other communities, and there is nothing even remotely like a panel about how to talk to the media about what you do, and the conventions are bigger. For example, last Gen Con, I had an attendance of 36,733 people in 2011, whilst AC had an attendance of 4,400 in 2011. And yet, there are less rumors and suspicions surrounding Gen Con, and it's not like gamers don't get up, get up to some crazy stuff. Hell, just Googling uh, Google search... Kingdoms of Death wet nurse. I don't think I want to. No. Uh, then look away when you see him. <laughs> yeah. Definitely look away. And you see that even though gamers might not do as much, we really do like to go all out to offend the eyes when we do. But anyway, Gen Con did similar things to AC. People had costumes. Someone even had a partial pursuit. So I guess furries are everywhere now. And a few people were saying that the things you uh, hear furries say is like, it's great that you can just come here and everyone gets you, which costumes mean confuses, confuses. me more. Oh, hooked on phonics for you. <laughs> Yay. Why do furries have to do so much to try and convince people that they aren't like uh, the stereotype yet? Other communities don't. To me, it feels like the media just has some truth to it. Must have some truth to it. Otherwise, the rumors will never have become as fierce as they are. Oh, if you want to see that Gen Con had a costume parade that is a bit weirder than AC parade... And search Gen Con Costume Parade in YouTube. I was there, and it was great, by the way. But anyway, what do you think of this? Why do furries have such a bad reputation in the first place? Anyway, sorry for a long email, but thanks for putting out such a great show. Okay. He said great show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, I have the answer for you. Uh, he first, has the answer to all. I do. Listen I'm to the wisdom of L. Now, all <laughs> the information that I'm about to divulge can be found in a great video 
Uh, what is furry? It's a great furry documentary done at MFF by this one guy. Interviews two uh, and Kage, and this information came from Kage in the interview. And he said, "Why do we have this everlasting reputation?" And there's a few things that we need to establish. One, humans like sex, and sex sells in today's communities, and for years it has. And two, stereotypes and reputations are true to an extent. Like I've always said, you know, and this may sound bad, but you you have the stereotype that African Americans like fried chicken. That's true to an extent. For example, You're racist. <laughs> I'm sorry. For example, probably before that stereotype existed, this guy was looking and saw that ten or you know nine out of his ten uh, African American friends. Like fried chicken. So he probably said, oh, all African-Americans must like fried chicken. I do have to say, though, like, you know, when I was in Australia and I was around a lot of Polynesians and, you know, it seemed like that a lot of Polynesians liked KFC. Yeah. No offense, but almost all of them when I went there fed me KFC. Right. And so that's the thing, you know, somewhere someone noticed that from what they saw... A lot of people about, you know, belonging to the certain community like this kind of stuff. And so they generalize and say, everyone must like this if they're part of the community. Was that right? No, it's not necessarily, you know, it's not true for everyone. But there's at least a little bit of truth in that. So what Kage said is, um, back when the furry convention started uh, to get up, there was one in California. And they decided in order to get the attendance to advertise it in the adulthood sense. And um, and they got the attendance, um, but unfortunately, because of that, because it was true, for the first convention, what the public saw, furries were all about, you know, the sex, because that's what the first convention did and advertised it now. Um... But, you know, and so that's why we've had to deal with the reputation as it is. Obviously, it's, you know, definitely not, not like that at all anymore. We have hundreds of conventions that aren't like that. And that con- first convention that advertised it based on the sex no longer exists. And there's... For and it, it wasn't in Las Vegas either. It wasn't. It was in California. That CSI episode. Ugh. <laughs> Entertaining, but whatever. But anyway, so that's kind of why we have the reputation as we have it now. Because at one point, it was the truth. Because people saw, oh, hey. It might have been part of the truth. Oh, it was part of the truth. People saw it, and they saw part of it, and that was the most, you know, in their eyes, um, the most uh, prevalent thing. But they didn't see the other It's like It's like saying that all Mormons are polygamous. Yeah. Because, like, really, it's not, they don't practice that anymore, but at one point they did. And so now it's like, well, all Mormons are polygamists. That's just how it is. Well, it's not even, you know, you know, and it also depends. But, it, but it's not. Someone can also come into uh, an area, I think there's areas in Texas where there's the FLDS, which is the fundamental LDS, which still practices um, polygamy, which LDS and FLDS are two separate groups. And... Um, you know, someone growing up in Texas and seeing the FLDS and say, oh, okay, they're polygamists, come to Utah and assume that they're the same groups because they share similar beliefs. Um, 
in terms of God and all that. But, and then that reputation continues. So that's why we have the reputation. Um, so yeah, uh, any insight on this? Uh, Mama Bear? Mama Bear? No, no. <laughs> no really no, no. Well, sorry let me let me ask you this have have you had anything in your life where it's like somebody like you belong to some sort of a class or not class social atmosphere and people assumed that you were a certain way but you weren't Not so much. <laughs> like what what type of group would you say that you fit in when you were at school? I didn't really have a group. So you, you were the person that wasn't in a group. Yeah, I wasn't really in a group. I just kind of That's what she thinks, but she was really a goth. I wasn't goth. And it wasn't goth back then. It was mod. Okay. It was mod and I didn't wear all black, but I had the bangs up to yay high. I had the wall of bangs. Well, but, but do you think that people thought that you were up to no good? <clears throat> Because of how you dressed? No. But you're because wrong. Because I was a good girl. Do, I was an angel. You, you do have um, group tattoos. I'm pretty sure someone has judged you based on the tattoos that you have. Because I think there is a stigma based on tattoos saying, oh, you have tattoos. You're a hard ass and you're going to, you, you can kill someone. I don't think someone. it's that way anymore, though. I'm sure in some areas it has. And I'm sure that you've seen a person that's reacted differently to you with a tattoo. So well, you're saying so. that you think that nowadays people are more open. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I think that's yeah, definitely true. And I, and I agree with you. A lot of day, uh, a lot of things nowadays, a lot of people are more open. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think I have gotten any looks. And if I did, I didn't realize because I don't care. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, you know, sometimes that, that's a, that, that brings up a really good point. That's a good attitude. You know, the thing is, is if you're always worried about what other people think of you, then you're never going to be able to be yourself. You're never going to be able to just do what you need to do because you'll be constantly jumping around trying to avoid the mouse traps of life and you'll never get to the point, the, the place that you want to go. I think though that to a point I am still that way though. I, I am that way, but there's certain things I just don't, maybe I'm just oblivious to it all. I don't know. Like when I was pregnant, you know, I, I was a teenage uh, ooh, mom. Uh, mm. Stop it. I was a teenage mom and went to school and was pregnant. And I'm sure people said something, but I didn't ever hear or listen to it. And maybe it's just cause I didn't care. It's just, this is my life. This is how it is. And I keep moving on. Awesome. Well, that's a good attitude. Um, and we're going to kind of jump back uh, into this email um, later on, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, why don't you read the next email from <laughs> Hunter? Just pulling it up. Okay. I am white. So you're saying Ryan? Yes. Okay. Hey, this is actually for me. So this is from Ryan. Um, and the subject line is Rue. Of course, I should be the subject of every uh, subject line. Goodness. Hey, Rue. It's Hunter, the deer from Fur, Idaho. I forgot to tell you um, that it was the first and last time being a furry. What? 
Hmm? Hooked on phonics. What? Did I not read it right? Yes, you read it right. Oh, okay. Hey, Rue, it's Hunter, the deer from Fur, Idaho. I forgot to tell you that that it was the first and last time being a furry, but you are the best, and I still have have the cookie you gave me. I guess, let's see. Yeah, hooked on phonics. Here we go. I guess that I was trying to um, to say that I was desperately... Um, I... I desperately needed for for what it's worth help. I wanted to be a furry, but my mom says if I wear Hunter again, she shall cut it up and burn it. She said no one else in the world wears them. Please help me. Mm. Couple right here. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's wrong in that regards. There's tons of people. If, um, if you want to disprove her right off the bat, that claim, if that's the only thing, you know, because she doesn't want you to be unique and she's afraid that no one else does it, show her uh, pictures from Anthrocon when they get all the fursuits together. There's like, I don't know, maybe like 300 people. You know, maybe it would be good for you to show some pictures of the convention itself, like what you actually went to. Um, You know, the people that were there. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially because you were at um, for Idaho, just barely. So, yeah, and also that furry documentary that I posted because I remember posting it on your status update. Definitely show her that. I mean, um, and, and that's a great documentary, and it tells you exactly what the whole community is about. Um, Mama Bear, <laughs> is that my new name? Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, or Mama Badger. <clears throat> What do you think? So this mother is basically threatening her son if he ever wears this again. His first suit. How old? I mean, how old is he? He's 19 or 20. Is he living with mama? Yeah. Yes. Mm, That makes it hard. It makes it hard because I've seen a couple. I mean, I've seen kids that I knew kicked out because of what they wanted and I don't think that's right. I think that, but not everybody, lo- not everybody is that way. You know, my, my feeling is you're an adult. Maybe it's time to move out. Then you won't right. have to worry about it. But, you know, pe- like I, like I always say, you know, you make your own decisions, good or bad. You live with the consequences, good or bad. It's your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. Um, yeah. So I remember talking to him one time. And I'm like, you know, the best way to convince someone if if your if your parents are having a hard time trying even trying to understand you, like they just don't want to listen to you and they utterly refuse and it's their way. You are going to behave did their way and you have no other choice and they will even take the time of day to listen to you and to try to understand you i said the biggest best thing you can do is say okay if you're not going to understand me if you're not going to try to connect with me your own child i'm going to move out and i'm not going to be here anymore but you have to live within your own means in your own circumstances you know the thing is is if you don't have the money or a place to go like, let me just tell you this. It would be far better for you to continue to be where you're at and find a 
you know, a better situation a little bit later down the road. Oh, of course. Than just to leave the house and say, no, mom, I'm going to be a furry. And I'm, <laughs> and you take your, um, deer fursuit and you go off into the woods and you and you live there you know yeah. you don't want it to be stupid and do that i mean obviously be you know be smart um you know i think that one of the things that you should do is sit down with your mother one-on-one and talk to her and just say hey this is this is why i like you know hunter or you know why i like to um to wear this fursuit this is what i do you know, I like to make people smile. I like to pe- make people happy. I get into it and I entertain people. That's yeah. what I like to do. How you ha- I view... You ahead. have to have a good approach, though, because if you go in where you've got an attitude or you're already, I'm just, this is how it is, it's going to nowhere. That's true. You don't want to use my attitude. That I'm right. No, no, right no. I, no yeah, but I you're, agree. But you're right. But just because I know as a parent that... If you have a bad attitude, you don't want to hear it. You're not going to listen. Right. You're not so, going to listen. You know, the, the, all the threats, you know, the, the threatening the relationship of moving out, save that as a last resort. Absolutely. Come to them and really just lay your heart on the table and say, I really, really just want to connect to you. And I really want you to know why I like this. And really try to do that. Leave all hostility, all threats, all, uh, 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 aggression aside and just come to them with you know pure attentions of trying to get them to understand you and quite honestly if that doesn't work buy your time just get yourself prepared and you're under your you're under your parents roof you do have to do what they say but get yourself prepared you know to say okay this is my goal so that I can move out yeah. if it doesn't work. If as you don't have resort. a job, if you don't have a job, stay there, deal with what they have, you know, how, how they're treating you. Give your friend the fursuit for Exactly. That's what I was going to say yeah. is how I view it is if, if you have bought something and you've worked hard for it and this is your own thing, your parents have no right to destroy it. And so... What? But the thing is, is you just, you want to protect your stuff. I mean, right. if she's threatening yeah. to burn it, and if, if it's a type of mother that you know that she will do that if you do that. Give it to a friend's Then house. you need to get it out of there. Yeah. If you don't think that she, if she's burned any of your video games, or if she's done anything to you as far as that, then it's an empty threat. No offense. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it really is. If she hasn't done the, the action before... You know, why would she do it now just because you're putting on a costume? I mean, the costume isn't that necessarily a big of a deal to make it so that that's the only thing that she'll burn that you have ever. You know, maybe when you sit down and talk to her and have this conversation, just ask her a simple question of why that she feels this way. You know, is it an image? You know, why does your mom feel this way? That's it. Actually, you bring up a great point. Instead of Thanks you for taking the go with, it. <laughs> go with it. Instead of you going and saying, Hey mom, I want you to understand me, go to her and say, I want to understand you. And I think if you go to her with that, then she might listen a little bit more. I don't saying, think she'll have an answer. She mo- more than likely she won't have an answer. It's weird. It's odd. I don't want my child to be the odd one. It's, it goes back to, 
as parents protecting your children so they don't get made fun of, they don't get hurt. And that's scary when it's something that's different and unusual and you can be an adult, but your parent is still going to worry about you still. They still don't want you to get made fun of. They still don't want you to have bullies, you know, and that's going to continue on. I think that's a lot of it too. I agree. I agree that I think that that's, that's what a lot of people are, are struggling with is that their parents just want to protect you. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's pretty simple from them. Um, I think what you need to let your parents understand then is with the whole furry thing, it, say, you know, bring it this way. If that is indeed just the instinct to protect their children, go to your mom and say, look, you you know, yeah, okay, putting on a costume, it is weird. It is odd. <laughs> it, it's, it's something strange, but it's something that I like to do. But it's not just about that. You know, the whole community based on that is very supportive. And if I surround myself with these people, sure, I may get made fun of. But also, I will have people to support me and help me. And the pe- you know, for each person that makes fun of me, I'll have five people to come and say, hey, it's okay. You're one of us. You, you, you know, it's just a hobby. And that's nothing. And... It, it, you know, if she knows that she has a support group for her child in something that's weird, I think she might have less of a hesitation. And therefore, just letting her know about the supportiveness of the community itself. Because right now, all she can know is, oh, it's just a costume. She doesn't know the community behind it. So you need to let her know what, what everything entails with that. Anything else? Um, no, I want to go, I want to go to this, this end. I want to, I want to say, um, okay. How did you, how did you end up finding about him? About yeah. his little thing of I what he's even, doing and. I don't even remember. Do you remember? You knew without me knowing. No, I think, I mean, I think you came out, finally were telling, you was telling me about it when I'm like, dude, really? You defriended your mother from Facebook. That's not okay. Well, no, and exactly. I, because what I what what I was going is uh, I had a normal Facebook account, whatever. I and I moved out, and I'm like, you know, I want to be who I am. So I defriended everyone in my family, and I'm just like, whatever. They're not going to know. Can't do it. To I mom. don't really think that that's a good idea. No. Let me let me give you the first step. Okay, here we go. If you want to make it so that you're more well-known on Facebook and make it so that you have a, a furry account or whatever and you want to socialize more with furry, you know, here's the thing. Separate your life. Have a real-life account that you have for your mother and, you know, for all of your family members. Great. And then over here, and for your boss, and that's your clean nose account. And then <laughs> over here, you can have your furry account, which... You know, I have my furry account. Yeah. Anyways, you have your furry account over here and you can associate with, you know, I think that it is a bad move to all of a sudden take your real account and defriend all of your friends and your family. Because then they worry about you. Well, of course. They worry about you even more. I'm not saying that I was smart in that move. I was 
Hey, you're I, admitting to that. I just turned 18. I'm He's liberated. <laughs> I'm liberated. So I'm going to do this and live my life. How oh, I want come to. on. It wasn't so bad living with me. You've got to admit I'm a pretty cool mom. <sighs> anyway, you have to admit it. Um, but, <laughs> but finally, you know, later on, I, I am like, okay, you know what? I'll just add her on again. I don't really care. Um, chances are she won't see anything on Facebook anyway. Um, but she probably did. And she saw, you know, the groups I joined, the comments I did. And she probably, you know, she knew about it. Cause when it finally came out, I was working on, uh, my pause for RMFC. Oh, that's right. And she's like, she came down and was like, Oh, what are you working on? I'm like, Oh, nothing. And she's like, Oh, is that for the whole furry thing? I'm like, Did I really? Yeah. yeah that's what you said. Oh. And I'm like, oh. Okay. I was more insightful than I remember. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, since you already know about it, because I already knew you knew about it because we were friends on Facebook and I didn't try to hide it at that right. point. I'm just like, okay, well, here's what we're about. Yay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you're sewing now? Yeah. Okay. Yep, I'm sewing. What were you like impressed that your son was like sewing? I was kind of shocked. I'm like, what are you doing? You're sewing? It's like, yes, I am. I'm like, all right. Sounds good. And that was the first time that he learned to sew the right way. Well, the right second way. Second time. That's the, the first time I was terrible. That sewing. was horrible. Yeah. That's okay. I still don't know. He how was to sew. trying to do like some sort of like tax where you tie it off so that you could run it through a sewing machine. And, um, he would not tie off the text correctly. So whenever it would like, it would just like fall apart. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Now, now I made the pause and they're still holding up. Yeah. So that's good. Cool. Um, but I did make a little error. So the thumb is kind of like the paw pad is like folded towards this finger. Needless to say, I don't use them with my fursuit. <laughs> I want to, I want to talk to you two a little bit more about like, what's what's been going on so like okay let's let's talk about the first suit like when you first saw it what was your well when did you first see it in person no uh, or ever i think you sent me a drawing of of what it was going to be a drawing i sent you my reference or something sheet? you you huh. showed me something that showed this is what it's going to look like huh was it like actual constructed or drawn 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 must have been my reference sheet Hmm. Yeah, it was drawn. Cool. Yeah. And then I, the I whole remember that. duct tape suit. I was like, a what? A duct tape, yeah. <laughs> you have to do a duct oh, tape God, suit. That was so <laughs> what? terrible. I was starting to get like heat, heat stroke and heat sickness he, and that. He almost passed out. I almost passed out. Um, I ended up having to get all my roommates together and I was like, look, hurry up. Hurry up. You need to help me finish doing this or he's going to like die. Yeah. Um, so, how did he die? <laughs> Making a duct tape <laughs> suit. <laughs> um, but yeah, one thing that I've always been curious um, about is when, uh, when you first found out about the fandom, what did you know about it? Did you do any research? And no. What did you think it and was? And I really still haven't so much. So you know nothing about the community? No, not really. Just, you, sh- you know, I've seen pictures that you've shown me and stuff like that, but... So Not really. You have you haven't heard any of our reputations or anything. I mean, you you hear like the sex stuff, but uh, that like oh, you know that's like a sexual thing. That's uh, like really all I heard. Really? Like, Who huh. said that? Did, were you talking with someone and they said that? Yeah. Huh? Recently or no? Before was that work or something? No. Who was it? 
I'm not going to tell you. It's a personal conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what it was. I remember I was, uh, I think it was uh, over at uh, Chris's father and they brought up the CSI episode and it was like, you know, back in my day, I remember we just had sex and we didn't wear these fuzzy costumes to have sex. I don't even remember that. Yeah, it was at his family's dinner. And and at that point, I wanted to say, you know, that CSI episode wasn't completely true and we don't all do that. And I wanted to speak up. But at that time, I think I was like 16 or something and I hadn't met the people. and I was still, I'm the only one. And I was still, you know, I was really nervous. So I decided just to shrink back and say, nope. I'm not going to say anything. Let's put the spotlight right now on L. Okay. Ellie, um, L. Have you done anything naughty in your suit? No. Okay, I'm going to like excuse no, myself because no, 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 I no, do no. not want to hear. That's why I am <laughs> saying this right now. Have you done anything naughty in your suit? No. There you go. I mean, we'll be honest. I can see the appeal, right? <laughs> I really don't want to hear that. I'm going to be perfectly truthful. I can see why people would be attracted to that and in participating in the activities. But how I see it is I put my fursuit on, and in five minutes, it's over 130 degrees inside. (laughs) And all of a sudden, add strenuous activity to doing that. I don't think that would be very much fun. And you can barely breathe within the mask itself, you know, to be able to actually get breath in the costume, you have to move around. And, um, you know, if you're stationary and in one spot, then you're really not, then yeah, it gets really Uh, hot. Yeah. So I, I can see the appeal, but it's totally not at all practical and it's not something that is going to be fun. (laughs) I don't think it'll be fun. (laughs) But so now you know. Okay. Yay. <laughs> really, to me, the fandom is more about you know being. For me, how I kind of got into it is, you know, I took some puppeteering classes and different things like that, and I really, really enjoyed you know being able to make people happy, and that's also kind of why I make balloon animals and stuff like that is because you can cheer up somebody even if they're having the most horrible day. And be able to make a difference and be able to, you know, bring that person up from their despair that they're having. And, you know, I think that the world is a little bit too serious sometimes. No, uh-uh. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> and just to add a little bit of fun into people's lives right. and just a little bit of happiness. That's, to me, what the fandom is about. Yeah, that's cool. I agree. Well, Hunter, I hope, I hope, you know... We were able to answer your email. I hope, uh, I wish you luck with the uh, relations with your mom. Um, one thing I can say is definitely don't go off and nope. run away or immediately go to her and say, well, if you don't love me, because I'm she not does love be you. Oh, yeah, she does love you. More than likely, she loved you. I would do oh, everything in my power to try to make sure that, you know, she can, it ends on a good note. You know, even if you end up moving out, I would, I you know, I would try my best, everything in my power, to make sure that you move out with a good note and understanding that the relationships between you and your mom and your father are good. Because moving out on a bad note, guess what? Your mom and dad, who are the people that would support you no matter what, the first people you can go to and say, "Hey, I'm having trouble." 
you move out on the bat, no, they're no longer there. And that's going to be harder on your life. So try to try your best to keep things on a good note. Anyway, should we, uh, you have an email, Mama Bear? <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up. Sorry. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> All right. Um, do I need to say who it's from? Just say Arment. Arment. All right. This is from Arment. Um, the problem is my dad is old school type Mexican man. The one where he, his rule is the law. And I don't know how to tell him what it's about. How would I tell him? Um, well, one, Rue, why don't you start off? Or actually, you know what? Mama Bear, you do it. I'd say don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I lived with one. I was married to one for almost 10 years. Yeah, you don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I do not have any good insight on this one because um, in my experience, it wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have turned out good. Yeah, uh, I'd have to agree. Um, now, one thing that you're going to have to realize is furry isn't like the whole hey, I'm gay, or oh, hey, I'm bi, something that it, it's not something... It doesn't need to be I'm coming out to my parents type thing. It it's, doesn't... It's not even that. It's you, just, this is my hobby. I like to entertain people. I like to have fun. You know, this is something that is part of me that I feel like I have some sort of a connection to, or, you know, I... It's not something that needs to be that big of a deal. Yeah, but at the same exact time, it is weird. It is different. It is not normal. And so you need to understand that, that well, they're not, you know. Yeah. But also just realize that because it's not that big of a deal, they don't need to find out about it. If you don't feel like you can tell them about it and they're going to, you know, have a good reaction to it, don't and then move out when you can with you when you can't you know we move out within your means and then you can live your life the way you want to it's not something that you need to let them know you really know? you know your parents more than we do you so do. Yeah. if you feel that you know if you feel like the that you can go to them great I but mean, i'll tell you what the biggest thing the biggest thing is don't deny what they say. Oh, is it about, you know, is it about those fursuits? And yeah, don't deny it. Because guess what? It happens. What you do is you don't acknowledge it or you don't deny it. Uncle Kage did this the best. Someone came up to him uh, on the news and they talked to him and were like, oh, isn't it about, you know, what about having sex in fursuits? And he just said, you know, and, you know, isn't it hot now? Isn't it like 99 degrees? Yeah. Isn't it hot in those fursuits? Wouldn't it get like 120 degrees? Would you find that pleasurable? And he left it at that. <laughs> he left it at that. And you know what? The news anchor was just like, okay. Okay. He has a point. He didn't deny it because you can't really deny something that does happen in the community, even though it's just a small amount of people who do it. It's like a small percentage. Like, I think, like, 10% of the fandom fursuits, and I think 1% of the 10% participates in, 
you know, in that. Well, that's still a fairly large thing. If if you're saying that means one out of ten, one out of ten percenters. Shifty eyes. (laughs) Well, I mean, you also realize that you can't really get correct statistics, and that study because most people would probably deny it. (laughs) Most people would. Most people would deny it. And also, when you're raging a study, you can you can't get the whole community. You might get like twenty three hundred or the the four thousand people that go to Anthrocon. But what about everyone else who couldn't go to Anthrocon, who is a part of the community? So that's probably something lower than that. But that's just the people who. Go out and go to the conventions. And let's, let's admit it. The people who go out to the conventions are a lot weirder than the people who don't go to the conventions. Really? Yeah. I don't think that they're weirder. Really. I, I think they're more, I think they're more outbound because the people who are just like, yeah, I like the art, who still associate with the community, but like, yeah, I like the art. It's no big deal. You know, they don't really see the appeal of going to the conventions. I would think. But the people who like, oh, I want a fursuit or oh, I like the fursuits. They're most more likely to go to those. You know, I don't go to conventions just for fursuits. Oh, I know you don't, but you're more you know, because of the fursuits there. You're more likely to go to a convention that has that. It's all about prob- probability and statistics. That's true. If I, there was a, if I went there and they're like no fursuiting at all at this convention, I I might have a trouble problem with that. Yeah. So, anyways, you were going to say something, but your son well, cut you off. Well, that doesn't surprise me either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say that I, you know, I would hope that he could talk to his dad. I definitely understand it's a not the best situation with um, his rules, the law. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I mean, if it's something that's going to cause you a lot more heartache and turmoil and tension... Just wait, you know, don't, yeah. don't say anything. You don't have to tell your parents everything in your life. You know, there's some things that are meant to be a secret, you know? Yeah. I mean, like I'm pretty open, but I'm not going to tell people everything about me. Right. So but let me yes, ask, he does. Let me ask you, did you think that you could tell me when you were living here or did you wait until you left? I wait until I, but you, you know, know, I'm cool. So why? <laughs> um, because you're my mom. That's the thing. And also, you know, when you're 16 and living with your mom and you still have that environment, you don't feel like your mom's cool. You feel like your yeah. mom is a dictator and she's... <laughs> when you're 16 no, I and you're that. in high school, <laughs> that's how you feel. You, you know, everyone feels, especially when you're a teenager, because teenagers are really angsty. They say, my parents are bitches. Everyone feels like that. Everyone. I mean, I, I'm sure there are a few people who are going to, but most teenagers. Those are the people that get the car. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> my mom and dad that's are true. pushovers. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, then you move out and then you realize, you know, you know, it wasn't they really bad. that bad. And it's all out of love. And it, it was okay. And then you're like, okay, whatever. I mean, there are times when the parents really were that bad. Right. But Were you surprised my reaction? Of how I was just like, okay. Uh, Weird, but okay. Yeah. You know how yeah, long so. that I have been, like, <laughs> basically, like, pushing him? I'm like, you just need to tell your mom. If you're not going to tell her, I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, uh, whatever. But anyway, we've gone long but, enough. I think but, it. But wait, wait, wait. Okay. I have one more thing. Okay. But then I forgot. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it was something important. Okay. It was something to do with, like, oh, yeah, how long 
have you been a furry? Do you now, want to guess? Since you were 16? Nope. Oh, when? Six years. Wow. So that would be? I found it out. 13? 13, 14 when we moved to Colorado. Yeah, you thought things, you learned about a lot of things in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when I'm like, oh, hey. And what was your first animal? Fox. And second? Still not bird. Oh, is that it? I thought you had something else. No. Like it was we, like a one day thing. No, it was okay. just, I started as a fox, and I think it was like middle of last year or something. I'm like, you know, I'm not really a fox. I was a leopard, so. So yeah, you know, you know the point where you know, point where I'm like, my favorite animal is a fox. Yeah, yeah. And then it changed all of a sudden. My favorite animal. Is I know. A I was like, wait, <laughs> what happened to the fox? <laughs> okay, all right. Oh well. But um, but yeah. So we've gone on long enough. Um, enjoy our second musical break. Have fun. Rue, say something. <laughs> See you on the flip side. <laughs> Good boy.
Oh, Welcome back. <laughs> Good job, moms. <laughs> so during the break, we were talking about bronies or yeah. people like young adults that love, no, young adult males that like My Little Pony. Females are there too. You know, and we're, we're going to explain this right now. You know, this new little My Little Pony show has more guys watching it than little girls. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard that you were a My Little Pony fan at one point. When I was a little girl, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how many My Little Ponies did you own? Oh, I only had a few probably. You only had like one or two? Maybe. Uh, how many do you own? I have two Rainbow Dashes, a Pinkie Pie, <laughs> Applejack. I had a Rarity. Um, I think there's six. Rainbow Dash, Rarity. Oh, I have a Twilight Sparkle. You also have Spike. Don't forget Spike. I do have Spike. Spike because I have Twilight Sparkle's balloon. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> yeah. You also have a carriage. I do have Rarity's carriage. <laughs> <laughs> so your son used to run a group called the Utah Bronies. I've seen you put something on there. The Utah Bronies ended up getting up to 400 members in Utah. Wow. 450 now. I created it. Wow. He he made uh, he got me interested in it because I was just like no 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 and then he's like hey do it and I watched it I'm like oh hey this is cool and I used to be very very into it and that's the phase where I I made the group I bought the toys <laughs> and and then you got a credit card that you saw last yes, night that it has My Little Pony on it art commissioned of me and him. And the little fox. All right. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've since kind of died down. The toys are now in storage under my bed. And uh, I no longer run the group to... to People serve. being stupid. Yes. Um, I'm going to say that right now, right here. Yeah. I don't care if any one of these listeners are on the Utah Utah bronies, but really the way that he got kicked out of adminship was pretty lame. Yeah. And pretty low blow. Basically, it was just people wanting, you know, they saw the numbers were going up, oh. that it was a big group. And so what they decided is they removed him as an admin and they got adminship over it. So we don't know specifically their reasons. We do know that it was based on miscommunication, but the process which they did it because it was one admin discussing with one other mod, discussing with a past moderator, but had no adminship abilities just decided to remove me and add two other ones. When we previously discussed that we would do a democracy type thing, so if we were going to add new mods, mod, new mods would be elected, uh, would be, uh, application would be taken from members and then elected via everyone in current administration. I want to give a piece of advice. If you ever have a group and you have three admins and three moderators, don't give every single one of them adminship abilities. Yeah. It's just that's too many people having the that ability. Just yeah. give the three admins the ability to make and changes. If you, and if you made a group, make sure that you only get people that you want in there and you can trust. I thought it would be okay, but, you know, then this stuff happens and whatever. I've gotten over it, so... 
Yeah. Move so on. let's move on to the Alrighty. topic that's ahead. By the way, Mom, you can have my My Little Pony toys if you want. Yeah, no, I'm all right. Thanks. <laughs> it just amazes me how these things that I grew up on. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you now. why it's so um have you seen the Powerpuff Girls? Yes. Foster's Home for Imaginary Kids. I like that one. Guess what? Powerpuff Girls, um, uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends were produced by Lauren Faust. She created the new My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Oh, okay. So that kind of explains, because she's good at saying, here's how they used to be. I want to create something. Because her, her inspiration was, I want to create a show that not only targets the you know what Hasbro wants to sell their toys, the five-year-old little girls, but I want a show where parents can sit down with their children and watch it and enjoy it as well. Right. And because she works magic with Powerpuff Girls and Foster's Home for Imaginary Kids, she was able to do that with My Little Pony as well. All right. So there's your explanation of why it is right now. There is my lesson for the day. <laughs> my Little Pony. <laughs> there you go. We'll have to watch that oh, an episode. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Yeah. No. Um, but anyway, uh, so moving on, I will read uh, an email from Ryan Fulmer. Or... We're going to have to bleep that out, Ryan, because that's his real name. Oops. Um, <laughs> Oops, I did it again. <laughs> we make that mistakes a lot sometimes. Um, if you don't want your real name told, put that at the front of the email, please. That make it nice. Yeah. Um, or, you know what, from now on, just say the first name. Yeah, I should do that. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I should. Oh. Okay, go ahead, read the email. Uh, Russian time. Really? Russian. Come on. Just read it normally. I agree. The fact that the problem of explaining what furries are to parents arises a lot in the fandom as a testament to how rooted in the teenage and young adult age groups the fandom is. I'm pretty sure that what makes telling one's parent about the furry fandom a huge crisis is explaining the fandom's massive sexual slant. No doubt many parents are pop culture and tech savvy enough to learn about it for themselves if they suspect you holding back on certain details. And what they find will automatically make them suspect that you have problems with pornography and cyber sex and very likely to raise questions about your sexual orientation and possible enjoyment of little-known paraphilias. So far, I've been able to avoid this problem with my mother. She's a baby boomer, with me, which means her eyes glaze over whenever anything to do with modern communication comes into conversation. She can't and probably never will learn about it for herself, but I still feel bad about holding back from the seedy details of the fandom. I've been able to stay out of the involvement with the furry sexuality, not that it's very easy to do with with my own casual uh, carnal lust clamoring to join in, but I'm able to handle. Uh, but my poor mom has a uh, prosperity to panic about possible dangers, coupled with her complete ignorance of all forms of electronic communication, knowledge of the sexual aspects of furry are going to make her a basket case. I'll end up trying to calm her down and get her unconfused about what an internet forum is. Ryan. Oh, wow. That was... Thank you, Ryan. Um, so you're with your mother. Um, I've met your mother, actually. Um, and How, too? Yeah. yeah. She's really nice. Um, you know, I invited her to come in and kind of, you know, she came to the Christmas party and had her eat some of our food that was there and you know she seemed pretty cool about it yeah fine um one thing so you might actually you know i think that she would be pretty understanding right but then again i don't completely know your mom right Um, she could be one of those sweet but killer killer people 
I'm going to stab you in the back with a knife with love. With love. With, with emotions. Love. Yeah. Um, one thing that I would like to say is, um, from my opinion, and no offense, but from my opinion, what I've read, it seems like even you are kind of falling into the same belief as furries are all about sex, you know? Because I kind of, I, I kind of see that in where he's like, I'm a furry and furries all are about sex, but that's not me. And I'm a new kind of furry or whatever. I think that's, I, I, I get that kind of feel from your email. And I think the biggest. I didn't completely get that. I don't know. What do you think? I, that's kind of the feel I got. Okay. Yeah. And I think the first thing that you need to figure is it's not really a furry, massive sexual slant. If you want to blame the sexual side of the furry fandom, blame humanity because humans are interested in sex a lot. Um, So really the fandom isn't about sex at all. It's the humans that bring it in. So if you look at it from that way and say, well, the fandom is just about liking the art and you get rid of the stigma that you, you yourself have about the sexuality in the uh, fandom, I think that it will, I don't think it'll help with dealing with your mom, but I think it'll lessen the stress you're having about knowing, uh, letting her know about it. Let's just say that that's not the first thing that you even want to be talking to, oh, no. like saying no. to your parents, like, uh-huh. oh, mom and dad, I'm interested in this, like this sexual taboo thing. Um, no. I like to get furry suit for, well, put these like a bunny suit on and like go jump around in it and have fun with people. I mean, what <laughs> you do, <That's> good. <laughs> I, mean I, I personally think what, what you do when you're, when you're introducing it is you say, mom, I am part of this art culture who likes to add human characteristic characteristics to animal, kind of like Mickey Mouse. Bugs Bunny. They're funny cartoons, and we have I'm part of a community that has an appreciation of those cartoons and art similar to that. And we're known as the furry fandom. And then if she comes up and she says, oh, well, I've heard about that, and don't you dress up in furry costumes and have sex? Then you address it. Don't deny it, but just say, yeah, it happens in our community, just like other, you know, the anime people are very you know, obsessed with tentacles. You know, each community, even just regular humanity, have their certain aspects of sex that they like. And just because you're a human doesn't mean you're interested in what Joe Schmo down the street is in because he's human, you know. So you put it that way. I, I think that technically goes on better. But don't bring up anything. Wait till they have questions and then you answer them. But you don't deny it. Just try to explain it. Um what it really is. Anything that you want to add? Not so much on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. No, no, I really don't have any. I mean, I, I agree that don't bring that up. Wait till they come to you and yeah. ask you. Yeah. I mean, I you don't think- want, cause that's going to be what's going to, pop out in their head. Once you say that, that's what's going to be in their head. And they're going to just think that's right. all it is. And I think that's one of the reasons why furries are, um, get into so much trouble is because people come up, and I say, hey, aren't you a furry? And you're like, sure, yeah, yeah, I am. But I don't do this. You know, I don't have sex with animals or I don't have sex in, you know, these fuzzy costumes. Okay, great. Why are you answering with like that? 
You know, people look at this because thing. automatically people are going to be like, someone's feeling guilty. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and that's why we get in so much trouble because that's the, you know, a lot of the reaction that we get because a lot of furries are these young teenagers who haven't, you know, lived, you know, enough to get some of that wisdom. Listen to Kage, Uncle Kage. He is very wise. He is, you could say that he is the spokesperson of the fandom. He, I think he's been in the fandom for years, like 20 somewhat years. He's the chairman of Anthrocon, which is the world's largest furry convention. And all the information of how we deal with people in the furry fandom comes from him. We're just spouting off what he has said to everyone else. So if you really want to know how to deal with you know, people in the fandom, Go check him out because he knows what he's saying. You really should really give. Are you saying that we don't know what we're saying? We know what we're saying, but if we're comparing <laughs> ourselves to Uncle Kage, we don't. Oh, I'm sorry, but can't Uncle, I, can't I compare myself to him? I guess if I you want to. I have met him. I've met him too. I shook his hand. I didn't. I haven't washed it. <laughs> my 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 hey my shoulder grazed to the Griffin's shoulder while we were in the hallway. <gasps> Oh my goodness. FC. <laughs> you know what? I love him as a person. His comedy. I, I love him comedy, as a person. His co- his comedy is a bit raunchy. I don't like his comedy because it's too raunchy for me. To each their own. To each their own. But anyway, I think that there's ways that you can have, like, you can be a comedian and have fun, but not belittle other people. Oh, there definitely is. But be each their own. I like it when comedians belittle themselves. There you go. Like, <laughs> he does that sometimes like Fluffy. Too. What's his name? Ah, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, I love him. He's uh, awesome he's because he talks comedian. about his life, and he makes he does make fun of other people. Okay, you know, like stereotypes and stuff like that. He does go into that, but he never really specifically says, you know, this person, blah blah blah. I mean, I guess he kind of does that too. Now that I think about it. Yeah, but, you know, he's definitely not as raunchy as two. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Each comedian will have their own way of doing it. And if you don't like them, then you just don't listen to them. It's as simple as that. Um, but anyway, why don't you read uh, the next email? This is from Soda Pop the Mongoose. The Mongoose. So, here we go. Pop goes the weasel. <laughs> Okay, so the truth is with me is that I have not really told my parents about my involvement with the furry fandom. I'm actually really paranoid about getting some sort of terrible misconception about it. I really want... Wait, did I read wrong? I really want to get more into the fandom as as I have only just recently got involved with it. In the future... I want I want to attend meets and maybe someday get a fursuit when I have the money. I just don't want let's see I just don't want to weird out my parents and make them think I'm getting into some really bizarre and something really bizarre and perverted. Any advice? Uh first thing you are getting into something that's really mm-hmm. bizarre. Um and perverted because every human thing is perverted in some which way? Well, here's the here's the thing. I think that it's important for you to talk to your parents 
Because if you don't talk to them, then they're going to find out on their own. It depends on how good he's at hiding things. Um, you know, like there are some kids that can be, you know, a really big furry and go fursuit at these conventions. And so you're I going will, to, you're going to basically hide your fursuit, you know. In there are closet. some really people, people that are really good at hiding things. And sometimes that is necessary. For example, <laughs> with, uh, Armand, with, uh, his Mexican dad. Sometimes it is necessary yeah, to do those I, things. I do agree. I was um, just... But with you, um, if you don't have any hindrances with your parents, you know, if your parents, if you think that they would at least, if you think the worst it, that they're going to think is that they're, you're getting into something really bizarre, then you really don't have any fear from them because they're not going to kick you out. They're not going to, you know, destroy your belongings. They're not going to do these big things. They're just going to be like, okay, that's weird. Yeah, you will weird them out. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. With most things, you know, I, I've known of furries that are fortunate enough where their parents are furries, which is pretty awesome. Interesting. The thing is, is I think that it's important for you to understand yourself. You are different. You're weird. Just accept it. Embrace your weirdness. Yeah, because yeah. in this, how I look upon it on weirdness is we have <laughs> a world with six billion people. If you weren't weird, what separates you from that six billion people? You're going to die, and what's going to separate you from the crowd? You know, why are you here if you're not any different? But your weirdness makes you unique, and people can look and look at you in the crowd, and they notice you, and they say, wow. He's weird. He's weird. <laughs> but the fact is that they see you and they That's can remember true. you and all of a sudden you don't become one person you know uh, you know just another person in the crowd you become a person that is noticeable in six billion people which i think is pretty damn awesome don't you think um einstein was weird oh he was definitely weird i think the craziest people are often the most you know intelligent yeah but yet people remembered them yeah yep so that that's the thing weird Weirdness isn't bad. Weirdness makes you unique, and uniqueness is good. I mean, come on. What was this? What was America built on? People who didn't weird want to... people that didn't decided that they wanted to go against the grain of what society was exactly doing. deciding to be different. You know, causes progress and improvements in life. Don't be afraid of being weird and being yourself. Right. Now, any advice? I mean, I'm pretty sure we've given a lot of advice that can help you in this one. But like I've said, after time after time, that movie, which I will link into the show notes, a documentary done at MFF, is one of the best videos you can show. It's 20 minutes long. Well, 30 minutes long. So it's pretty long. But it examines what the fandom actually is. It even includes, you know, it does include the, you know, adult side of it. But it says it how it really is you know it's like four minutes yeah we have this so what you know and it's just one of the most balanced videos you can get and show your mom and it's just free on video and people really need to use this resource hey mom will you watch this video with me you know i looked it up the definition of weird i'm gonna read it okay weird Involving or suggesting the supernatural, unearthly, or uncanny. Okay, that's number one. 
Number two, fantastic. Bizarre. Um, number three, I don't know how to say that. Uh, let me see. Archaic. Archaic. There you go. Um, concerned with or controlling fate or destiny. Or as a noun, it's fate. Yeah. That's the definition of weird. Yeah. And all those fit in. You're weird. Or destiny. You're unique. You're weird. You can help the destiny of... Who knows? Maybe some... You know, I don't know. Maybe this is taking it a little bit far. But who knows? Maybe everything you know of how humanity came about to be was wrong. And we really were born from animals. And we really have you know, these spirit animals. Hold on, hold on. I know it. You know, it's far-fetched, but may, you know, maybe that's the truth of this world. And then there's furries who come around and, you know, they appreciate the animals and they hold some of these opinions. And maybe furries, you know, push it into humanity discovering that fact. And maybe that leads to, I don't know, better unity with animals, better you know, relationships. So, hey, there's a bear. It's attacking. Maybe someone could communicate with it and they actually learn how to, I don't know. But maybe that could lead <laughs> to progress. It's being, it, being extremely far-fetched, but you have to understand things like flight and stuff like that. That was completely mm-hmm. far-fetched at the time. Yeah. And so who knows where things can go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the people who imagined flight were like, you know, I want to be like a bird. You know? I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to do what birds do. Animals have inspired us throughout our, you know, animals have been able to you know inspire people to be able to to do things especially yeah. like fight and stuff like right that. and so i think with the furry fandom you have a closer relationships and a closer appreciation to animals than someone say off the street who just doesn't really care because you're involved with it you love animals you want to make sure that they are treated the best that they can be and maybe your way of or your point of view, because you're looking through a different looking glass that other people are, you know, maybe you'll be able to see something that they don't. And inspire the future. That's what weirdness is about. And it's perfectly acceptable. And if people can accept that, well, that's their thing. Oh, well, they just don't understand. Embrace your weirdness. Embrace your fate. Embrace your destiny. Um, You're fantastic. You may be bizarre, you know what? You stand above the rest. I mean, you stand, you know, people, out of the rest. Out of the rest. Yeah. Not above. Out, out of, the of the rest. That came out wrong. <laughs> anyway, give us your opinions, Mama Bear. <laughs> Speak. I. Speak or forever hold your tongue. Oh, oh she's holding her tongue. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, but yeah, um, I hope, you know. I hope uh, it all goes well, Soda Pop. I love your name, by the way. <laughs> Pop goes the weasel. So that's our emails. That's our emails. Um, so let's see. Do we have any anything else that we need to go? Nope. Um, I think that we should... Um, do you have any questions for your son? Yeah. <laughs> about no. being a furry. Like, okay, things Mom. that you've been thinking about. No. no. Okay, mom. This yes. is, you know, I've never officially yes, son. come out, but mom, I'm a furry. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're a what? I know. I'm sorry. What? 
What is wrong with you? But I don't do those type of things. That <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there has to be some things that you've been the least bit curious. Not really. I know there are. You don't know what goes on in this head. You know what? I think that I think that she's just realized that it makes you happy. You know, and it's something that you want to do. And so, therefore, she doesn't need to dove in, dive into it. Because but, but I want her to. Because if you dive in, maybe we can understand more and then we can be in a better relationship as parent and son. I think we did pretty good, don't you? Um, how long has it been since I've come to this household? Yeah, you took away my visitation <laughs> rights. That was not okay. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was rude. It was not me. Okay. I can blame that on the furry fandom. Oh. Mm. Don't blame that. Now Don't. now I have an issue. <laughs> now I have an issue. Now now we'll just have to fix that without <laughs> Don't blame you not missing I mean seeing your mom on the furry fan. Well it it, it, it kinda is true in the way because yeah, here's because the thing. you have been involved in a With leadership response. Leadership I've known people, I've made more friends, I want to go out and do these things with these friends, and that takes up time. I'm okay with that. Yep. I'm okay with that because, you know, you, you're you an adult. I don't expect to see you as often because you have a life. Yeah, so. uh, it's only going to be like two months that I'm 20. Ugh, don't remind me. <laughs> He's going to be 20. I'm going to be 20 right? years old. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I'm not you okay with old. that. Huh. I'm, no, I'm okay, okay with, with that because then me and Rue will only be seven years older than me. For how long, though? I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, come I... on. You act my age and I act your age. You know, I think that the reason why I act your age is because of the whole fact that I was one of those people that were was sheltered by my parents for a very, very long time. And once I gone to Colorado, but, I wasn't sheltered but, anymore. But, but sheltered, sheltered, sheltered and loved point. at the you same exact never time. Been major shelter. No, you know, no. Well, I have to backpedal a little bit because my parents. I love my parents a lot, and so I think that what they did was what I needed, and for me. And so they were there for me, and I do not regret, you know, my decisions or the things that I've done with my. You right. know, with my family. Which is and good. So I really appreciate my family and the love that they do have for me. And sometimes I don't show it as much as I should. Yeah. And sometimes I keep these things tucked away. But because sometimes those things tucked away are necessary. Yeah. But um, I was shelter as a kid, more so than most people, because I live in Utah. Well, I know, but you didn't have... Parent, you didn't have a mom that like completely. Yes, no. the environment you were in was sheltered. How I put in it, how I put it is, is, is I went to high school or my first year in high school, orchestra room, uh, an orchestra class. I sat by this kid, and you know they 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 knew I was a student, so it's like, hey, I just want to let you know that you know I'm, I'm gay and you know, yeah. I just wanted to make sure you're okay with that, and I don't want to bug you. You know, I want to make sure that you know you're you're you feel comfortable here. Very very nice guy. That is very. I mean, wow. And I'm like, gay? You no? Seriously? No, I thought that it was impossible. I did not know. Seriously? Seriously? I went. I'm like, 
Wait Dude, a minute. Really? Really. How? I don't know, but at that point, I'm like, God wouldn't let it happen. Huh. That's how That's how I was when I was a child. That's your own self doing it then. Well, not your own self. I mean, the environment. But, but the not environment. from your not, mother, Not though, you, but that, it was the environment. That kind of shocks me. Cause... Yeah, but that's how I was raised, and that's how you know I kind of viewed it. It wasn't your fault. It was just the right. environment that I lived in. It just shocks me because I had a couple gay friends. Yeah, and I moved to Colorado. I'm like, oh, hey, gay people exist. <laughs> they do exist. <laughs> <laughs> they do exist. <laughs> They're dying for my dreams. They do. They Um, do. They do. And then, you know, (coughs) then I am where I'm at now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, being in Utah, you were sheltered because of the environment, but I don't think that I was a very, a too sheltering. Oh, you know, not at all. I knew a parent that wouldn't let their child watch Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm like, really? It's just cartoons. I knew a parent who in high school, she could only watch PBS. Yeah. That's serious. Yeah. Senior year. All she could watch was PBS. I do want to say this. There is a little bit of you can overshelter your children. Absolutely. And, and you eventually can, they do need to learn how to grow up. And you can undershelter your children. I, you just have extremes in both. You need to know when to pick your battles. You need to know when you have to be sheltering and when you can let go. I mean... If you let go, your child is going to get into so much trouble. If you can't... Oh, she and she, she did. But it, <laughs> she did once yeah. she turned 18 and moved out. She got in a lot of right. trouble. And so it's just how I put it. Moderation is the key to everything. Well, if you don't let your children make their own choices and learn from their own consequences, they're not going to know how to. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to know how. They'll never know how. And if They'll you, get in a situation and not know how to react. Yeah. And if you undershelter them and just let them do whatever, who knows if they can live till 18. That's true. <laughs> because they could be 16 and like, hey, drugs. Okay. And when, mm. you know, a, a sufficiently sheltered kid would be like, no, my mom said no. You know? So it's just about finding the right balance between that. Yep. Overall, you're not living in Utah. Overall, you know what? <laughs> I'm hey. just kidding. Your parents love you. Utah's a good place. Overall, yes, it's sheltered. Safe. It's but safe. It's, normally. I mean, when you you want your kids to have a good foundation and live in a place that's that's safer than other places. And green jello. And green jello. <laughs> Whatever. Oh come on! You haven't heard that stereotype. Yeah, of course I have. Yeah. And you know it's true. Not really. Well, at least a little bit. I don't know, but I've noticed like I've had like. Uh, friends, you know, when I was uh, a kid, I not so much now because most of the people I hang out with aren't really Mormon. Um, they are, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but when I was a kid and I, you know, I really only had Mormon friends, they would invite me over and there would always be green or red jello. Always. It's a cheap dessert. Yeah. But never had that in Colorado. I don't think in Colorado I had. You know, a friend say, hey, you should come over, and they had jello. No, it definitely is a Mormon or a Utah stereotype. Yeah. And Same sure. with fry sauce. I like fry sauce. <sighs> well, okay, but that's a whole different that's thing. That's not a stereotype. You know, I, fry that, sauce that is amazing. Is, but you <laughs> have to have it. I'm sorry. You go and ask for fry sauce, and they give you ketchup? No, that's not fry I sauce. Love, I love fry sauce. <laughs> that is not fry sauce. Fry sauce is amazing. You know, we, no. we went on a state. See? And he went, if you didn't live in Utah, you wouldn't know fry sauce. But that's okay because if Your I didn't know, if I didn't it. know fry sauce, then I would have missed it. 
For those viewers that do not know what a fry sauce is, how do you make fry sauce? Ketchup and mayonnaise. Or a Miracle Whip. Or a Miracle Whip. And add a little, sometimes you can add a little bit of uh, mustard to it. A nice John mustard to give it a little kick. And you eat you it can. with fries. Eat yes. it with fries. It, it is it, it's really great. You know what I like doing? Or if you don't have fry sauce, you can use a Frosty because that's also very good. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> Frosty Ramones. But no, fry sauce on hamburgers. I love fry sauce on hamburgers. It's amazing. Well, it's what you usually put on hamburgers anyway. It's true. So okay, it's completely um, normal. So hey. while we're on the topic of food, I have secret McDonald's menu items that you can make, right? Now, here's a sandwich called the McBitchin. You, you, you get a McDouble. Ow, my ear. You get a McDouble. You get a McChicken. You put the chicken in the McDouble. And you have McBitchin. Okay. And then you can put fries on where the, 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 the chicken McChicken. Yeah, that's not going to do your heart any issues at all. <laughs> no. That's perfectly it's healthy. It's McDonald's. Perfectly healthy. healthy there. Perfectly healthy. Well, I think that we're about ready to close our episode. Um, yeah, so but I want to I want to bring it to this point. If you had an opportunity to tell some of these parents whatever you would like, I mean, I mean, what advice would you give to them? That's what I'm trying to say. Love your Parent- kid. Love your kid. Love your kid. You don't have to be okay with their decisions. I know my mom's not okay with some of my decisions. You don't have to be okay with their decisions, but you have to be there for them, support them, let them know that you love them. You can put your two cents in saying, you know what, I don't really think it's a good idea and maybe this is why, or, you know, be careful, avoid this, do that, you know, put your two cents in, but let them live their lives. I'm, yeah, when they're younger, then you have something to say. You can kind of be in a little bit more. Yeah, but once but they when, 18, when they're adults, 17, they have to live their life. They have to learn. They have to, you know, they have to do it on their own. So, and all you can do is be there and, and let them know that you love them and you support them. You don't have to agree with, with what they do. Awesome. I think that's really what the parents need to hear. So anyone who really wants it, get that little piece of what my mom just said, buy it to your parents. And maybe that will push it in your favor. Who knows? I don't think that I would just give here, mom. Here, mom. <laughs> listen mom, to this, mom. Listen to this. <laughs> you know, you you want to be kind of a little bit careful, like seriously. Oh well, yeah, be here, careful. Mom, listen to this. Uh, it's on a recording. It's on this show that I'm listening to. It's telling me I could do anything I want. <laughs> not really. That's not where I'm going. But, but um, you know what? I think careful. that's a great spot to end our episode. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do we do? Want to do our next episode on? Well, we we were wanting to do um, something on stereotypes. So we'll, our next episode will be on stereotypes. That's not only um, stereotypes within, you know, specific uh, animals that we choose from, like, you know, the stereotypes of foxes and the stereotypes of otters and dragons and blah, blah, blah. Stereotypes of the people inside the fandom as well. So we're examining what, you know, two things, people inside, stereotypes of people in the fandom and stereotypes of species within the fandom. And, uh, as always, send your emails to cast at for what it's worth.com. Rue at for what it's worth if you want to, like, you know, have me answer it specifically <laughs> because, you know, I'm the, I'm the handsome one. If you have anything related one. to digital media, <laughs> or any multimedia within the fandom or whatever, you can email me at elliasfforwhatisworth.com. 
As always, you can find our show on Twitter and Facebook and iTunes. You know what, guys? Please be part of our group. You know, as a community. community, talk, mingle. We're not always on there. So, you know, if you don't get us get a reply right off, then, you know, we'll we'll talk to you eventually yeah. but um, um go to our website at www. like our page definitely go to our website www.forwhatitsworth.com uh you're gonna see some very exciting changes and hopefully we'll be finishing it up soon but i'm in finals and i don't have a lot of time rate us on itunes rate us on itunes please and hey if you have something to say if you don't like the podcast for whatever reason Go give us a comment or at the very least send us an email because here's the thing. My pet, you know, my thing is if you, we don't know what we're doing wrong, we can't he fix says it. This every episode. I know I do. So He's if you want to get the point across, yeah. You know, <laughs> if you really want us to succeed and you want something fixed, send, make sure we know it and send it to us and then we'll try our best to fix it. Also, we're looking out for some great guests. If you guys know some connections on how to get a hold of Kage, to the Griffin, um, any other of these people. people. And if you ha- have people that you want to have interviewed, let us know so we can try to, in the future, get them interviewed. It doesn't matter if they're in Utah or not. We're going to be trying to uh, get the whole Skype thing figured out. I think I have a pretty good grasp on how we're going to do that. So, um, I've been Elias. And this is Rue. And this and has been... For, for what, what it's, it's worth. worth.